a lot of my students tell me that some of the most difficult things are those quick little sentences that people use in between comments or when they're interacting between people. And they can be some of the most difficult things to pick up and also use naturally. So what I'd really like to do today is give you a few commands and imperatives that are very, very common in the workplace so that you can go out there and use them too, or at least start practicing them so they can sound really natural and you can pick up some of those quick little phrases that people use at work. So that is what we're going to be having a look at on today's episode. And before we go anywhere, as per usual, some nice samba music, please. English coach. I'm originally from the UK, but now I am based in Madrid and I'm an expert teaching English to Spanish speakers. After teaching hundreds of professionals, this podcast is your weekly session with me where I share with you my exclusive business English tips, guidance and advice that you can put into practice the minute you finish listening to the episode. Now, if you want to put a face to the name, you can find me on Instagram at Anna2EndsEnglish. And if you'd rather not bother with my face, but just hear a little bit more of my voice, you can also find me as a co-host on Coolips Everyday English Chatterbox Podcast, where I talk about loads of different topics, hot topics, things that are happening right now or are trending right now with my co-host Andrew and all of the links to that are in the description box. Now as per usual I'm going to start off with a little shout out from Vic in Mexico. You said this podcast has helped me a lot to improve my listening as well as my speaking skills in business English. Also I've learned a lot of vocabulary that I've put into practice in my job. That is music to my ears, Vic. It really is. And exactly what I wanted to get out of the podcast as well. So I'm really, really happy that you're learning a lot of new things. And there's something really satisfying about learning a word and then being able to use it in context. It's like really satisfying. And I think sometimes when we learn things that are maybe not as practical or because there's a tendency isn't there to kind of learn lots of fancy words and expressions and things like this and sometimes they're not always very useful or they're difficult to put into practice and that's kind of what I always wanted to do with this is to actually show you things that you can actually use so I'm really happy about that Vic and I really really appreciate your review um, and if you want to leave me a positive review if you love the podcast and you want to leave me a positive review on Apple Podcasts or give me a rating on Spotify, then I will send you, if you send me a screenshot as a DM on Instagram, I will send you a free training in business listening created by me. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, head over to my Instagram, send me a screenshot and I will pass it over to you. Anyway, moving on. As I've said many times, people don't feel confident speaking up at work. 
I know this. My clients tell me this all the time. Don't feel confident speaking up because I don't know if what I'm saying is the right thing or... And do you ever get that feeling where you feel like everybody else is getting it? And by get it, I mean understanding. Like everybody else is on a different level and you're kind of like out of the circle. Maybe people are using these little quick sentences and you're like, oh, I want to do that. Or I want to say stuff like that. I want it to sound natural like it does with them. Like the way that it's flowing out of their mouth. Like I, I want it to flow like that. We all have those frustrations and kind of quick sentences and little things can make quite a big difference into how natural you sound. But like anything, it's about practice and incorporating it into your into your language and practicing. So we're going to have a look at a few examples today and I'm going to show you some quick little sentences that are very common to say at work that you may have really heard already, but maybe you don't use them. So I'm going to give you a few that I use often when I'm working and maybe you can incorporate them into what you say as well. Now we're going to focus today on commands or imperatives. So this is a sentence that expresses a direct command, a request, an invitation, a warning, or an instruction. And most of these today that we're going to be looking at are about instructions, uh, really. Uh, You know, we're not talking about, you know, bossing people around and being like do this do that go there it's mainly about instructions because those are kind of the ones that we use a lot at work I mean the danger is that you use too many commands at work and it's like whoa you're like do this send me that go there buy me a coffee I mean obviously most people wouldn't walk around work being like that some people maybe but not the majority so I guess I could characterize these kind of phrases these commands or imperatives we're going to look at today as like short and sweet sentences and I love this phrase in English short and sweet it means many different things I've been talking to some of my students about this recently and I often say you know keep it short and sweet which essentially means keep it concise and keep it to the point now imperatives have a bit of a difference between English and Spanish, especially in Spanish when you use reflexive verbs. So for example, you would say something like this if you translated it literally in Spanish, you'd say, you sit down. Okay, whereas in English we would say sit down. So there are some slight differences between the command, but more or less apart from that, they are they are similar. That doesn't mean they're easy. Um, but I, I would like to show you a few of these today because these are ones that I really don't hear people using very often. So I'm kind of thinking about the scenario where maybe you are speaking to people about different things that you need to do on a project. Maybe you're in a meeting and talking about delegating actions. Like this is where I'm coming from here. This is the zone that I'm I'm coming from. So I'm going to go through a couple of categories, starting with emails. I'm just going to give you a couple of, of, of commands and imperatives that are quite common around emails. Now, these ones are quite tricky because we've also got direct and indirect objects going on. I'll explain what I mean. Now, often when we're talking about sending something, I guess the obvious way to say that in Spanish would be like, mandame algo, send me something. But actually, it's really common in English to say quite a few different variations of this. So you could say, send me the email or let's say, send me the agenda But we could do a variation on that and we could say something like send it over or send it over to me or send it across or send it through. So there's some different variations on the word send rather than just send it to me, which would be, you know, kind of the standard command like, oh, send it to me if you don't mind. 
And we can always add that onto a command, which I think is a nice thing to mention. You can kind of soften commands a little bit without making them a, a, a question, without saying, oh, can you send it over to me, please? We could say, um, send it over if you don't mind. So that's a nice thing you could add on. Sounds pretty natural. Send it across if you don't mind. Send it through if that's okay. So again, remember in English, we often like to soften things. As I've talked about before, you can go back and listen to some episodes about softening um, and, and ways to do that, which is basically about sounding a little bit less direct. Uh, but we do use a lot of these little tactics to try and make things that are direct sound a little bit less direct. Send it over if you don't mind. Uh, send it through if that's okay. So again, it's not a polite question. We're just adding a little bit onto that imperative, that command here. Some other common commands with emails are things like copy me in, okay, which is basically copy me in the email, uh, delete it, okay, recall it. I don't actually know if that works, but to recall is when you can get back the email that you've sent, like that feeling when you know that you've sent an email to the wrong group of people at work or when you've replied back, but you've replied back to like the whole company, or another one is when you have an email, you spent ages like crafting the email, putting it all together, and then the link doesn't work. Or I don't know, you copied something wrong or there's a spelling mistake. And even though you've looked at it a million times, there's still something. Oh, that's just the most annoying thing ever. So those are some commands around email. Send it over, send it across, send it through, copy me in, delete it. Oh, another one that we can use with email is bing it over or bing it to me. This is weird, but it's a verb. We say bing, B-I-N-G. And I think it's to do with the sound, like bing, like a like that notification that you get when you get an email. I think that's where it comes from. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just going off on a whim here. But bing it over, bing it over to me is, is, is send it, B-I-N-G. Bit of a weird one, that, actually. Let's move on. Let's do another category, which I thought would be quite useful, which is about being updated and, and informed. So I'm kind of thinking along the lines here in Spanish of um, mantenerse informado. So in English, there's a couple of ways that we could say this, a couple of commands that we could say if we want somebody to keep us updated. I mean, we could say that. We could say, okay, well, keep me updated. Okay, well, keep me, keep me informed. Keep me up to speed. I like that one, keep me up to speed. That's something a little bit different. If you're looking for a variation that's not keep me updated, that's a nice one. Keep me up to speed, which is, is exactly the same thing. Keep me updated. Okay, well, keep me in the loop, if that's okay. Now, notice how, for me, it's like really natural to add that afterwards, after that command, that imperative. Well, keep me in the loop, if that's okay. Well, keep me in the loop, if you don't mind. So it's really natural for me to add that. In fact, it's almost like a thing that I do without even thinking. Keep me in the loop, keep me up to speed, keep me updated, keep me informed. If you'll notice as well, I also said something before. I said, okay, well, keep me updated. Okay, well, keep me informed. So again, it's like these little elements that we kind of add in that start to make it sound a little bit more natural rather than keep me up to speed. I mean, no one's going to be like that, are they, really, to be honest. It'd be like, keep me up to speed, keep me in the loop, keep me informed. I mean, it just sounds kind of robotic and also a bit kind of dictator-ish. Okay, so let's move on and have a look at some more commands, imperatives. Now, I wanted to touch on these ones because I noticed that not many people use them, but they come up a lot. So let's look at some forms of avísame, 
sorry, it sounds like Abrázame, which is actually one of my favorite songs by Julio Iglesias. Okay, just so everybody knows. Yes, I'm going to get it out there. I'm not ashamed. It is one of my favorite songs. I do listen to it on at least a weekly basis. Anyway, let me know. That's what we're looking at here. Now, uh, let me know. I really shouldn't have admitted to that on the podcast, but it's out there now. It's recorded. I can't do anything about it. I'm not going to go back. Let me know. Now, this is often followed by who, what, when, where, how, for example. Well, let me know what happens. Let me know what they say. Let me know how it goes. Let me know who's there. Let me know how much it's going to cost. Ah, well, let me know how many people are going, if you don't mind. Let me know what they say, if that's okay. Remember these little things that we add on to the end to kind of soften that command? Like, if it's okay, if you don't mind. Okay, we're always kind of like subconsciously soften things or make them slightly less direct. Another way that we use let me know is we can say let me know if. For example, well, let me know if anything goes wrong. Let me know if you need my help. Well, let me know if there's anything I can do. You might have heard that one. That one's really common. Let me know if there's anything I can help you with. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Let me know if there are any changes. Okay, so that's also a very common combination. Let me know if. Okay, let's move on. Now let's have a look at some commands where we're trying to get information from other people. And I also wanted to highlight that we often do commands that are connected. It's like two commands, but connected by an and. For example, I'm going to focus on some ones with the verbs talk, ask, speak, call, etc. For example, talk to John and find out. Okay, so it's like a double. Talk to John and find out. Or talk to John and see what's going on. Call John and find out. Remember that in English you don't say call to John. Okay, which would be a difference between Spanish and English. Call John and find out. Speak to John and see what he says. This is a really nice one. Talk to John and see what he says. This is where you're kind of like, okay, we'll speak to them and just, yeah, see what they say. See what the answer is and, and let me know. Speak to John and see what he says, then let me know. That's a very common combination, right? Talk to John, see what he says, and then get back to me. So we've got a triple one there. Also, I'm just going to pick up and build on that. Another common thing that we'll say is, is, is when we want to get information, but we don't know what the outcome's necessarily going to be, we might say something like, well, ask John and see. It's kind of like, ask John and, and find out, or ask John and see what he says. So it's kind of like a shortened version of that. Ask John and see. Speak to John and see. Call John and see. So we're not talking about looking at anything. We're kind of like, see what happens or see what he says. And as I said before, it's really common that like triple combination, like get in touch with John and see what he says and then let me know. Or talk to John and find out and then get back to me. Call John, see what he says and then give me a call. Get in touch with Anna or get in contact with Anna. Both of those are the same things. Find out what she has to say and then pick up the phone and call me. It's a triple command. So that's actually quite common. It might be good to practice getting used at that, doing some combinations of those three things. Da, 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 da. Ask John, see what he says, and then get back to me. This is really, really important, especially if you're directing tasks, okay, and you're telling people what to do. 
or giving them instructions, I guess maybe is a better way to, to phrase that, then really, really important to practice some of those ones here. Now let's wrap up with some structures with get, meaning to get somebody to do something else. So this is when you want to tell somebody to get somebody else to do something. For example, get Gemma to look over it, i.e. tell Gemma to look over it. Get John to give you some feedback. Again, it would be really natural for me to say, get John to give you some feedback if you don't mind. Or get John to give you feedback if that's okay. Get John to call us back later. Or simply get Anna to do it. Now, you might hear some people say something like this. Have Gemma do it. Or have John look over it. Which is basically the same thing, but it's probably more common to hear the sentence with get. But again, have does the same thing. It's where you're basically saying, get somebody else to do it. Have John call us back later. Have Anna do it if you don't mind. So again, you could use both of those forms, but I would say that get is a little bit more, a little bit more everyday, to be honest, nowadays anyway. So there are some different categories of groups. Of course, I can't cover all the commands and imperatives in in this podcast but I wanted to just touch on some very key business interactions and some very natural ones that I use so that hopefully you can use them as well so I really hope you enjoyed that and I really want you to go out there and put those into practice now before we wrap up let's have a look at our take notes section which is a word structure or phrase that hardly anybody uses but everybody should So the word that I'd like to have a look at today is a little adjective, which is further. Now, further means different things, but what I want to focus on today is further as an adjective, meaning additional. So let me give you some examples because nobody uses this one and it might be a little bit confusing if you heard it in context. For example, we need further information, meaning we need additional information. We need further data. Data, oh, I said that a bit weird, data. Are there any further suggestions? We need to make further improvements or we need to make additional improvements. There will be further cuts in spending. Okay, both of those are quite negative, but you could say there will be further improvements, for example, okay, or further opportunities, meaning additional opportunities. So that is my take note section for today. Further, the adjective meaning additional I've never heard anybody use that in that way before. So I definitely recommend adding that one into your vocabulary. Anyway, I really hope you enjoyed the episode today, that you learned something new that you can put into practice straight away. If you love the podcast and you want even more business English content from me, then you can sign up to my newsletter. In my newsletter, I will send you some useful Uh, interesting information related to the podcast, some bonus PDFs, which are getting a little bit famous. Okay, lots of people love the bonus PDFs. And I'll also let you know about any offers or courses, and you'll be the first to know about any of these things that I will be bringing out. So again, the link is in the description box. I promise I won't be spamming you all interesting things. So the link for that is in the description box, and that will take you there. Thanks again for listening. It's been great to be with you and I'll see you again very, very soon. Bye-bye.